0: Pray before we get into the Word of God. Lord Jesus, we come to an incredible part of Scripture. We pray, Lord God, I can't do it justice. No man on earth can do it justice, but the Holy Spirit can. So, Holy Spirit, we pray that you work. Help us now to go closer into the things of God for your name's sake. Amen. Amen. Well, when Simon emailed me back there, many moons back, and he said, oh, it's about the Great Commission. I thought, I'm in for that. I'm in for that. I mean, if you were to, to cut Paul in half, the Great Commission would be signed up there. It's part of me. I've never, ever preached on one verse before, but I thought that one verse says it all. I'd like you to open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 1 and simply look in at verse 8. Take thousand and two, it, chapter one? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. The church was given its commission here in chapter 1, verse 8. Take the gospel into the world to be witnesses of Jesus Christ to the uttermost ends of the earth. The church came into existence as an evangelistic agency to take the gospel out and to bring the kingdom of God in. It's very simple. That's our task. So right from the beginning, let's remember something. It's not Paul Young, it's not Paul Young, but Jesus Christ who said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. That's what the church does, that's its mission. Believers need the church, yes, to come together, to be instructed, to be empowered and energised for the task of what? Evangelism and making disciples. The early church proclaimed the gospel boldly and it was very, very costly to them. Yet saying that, every single person was involved, involved, fearless and united. They all knew the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified, of him risen, of him reigning and him returning. Not only did they know it, they shared it. They preached and acted out the words. The early church, even though it was not perfect, nowhere near perfect, but they were organised. And they were incredibly generous and they knew that they had to share about Jesus. The Gospel was the main thing and the bringing in of the Kingdom of God rides on the back of this. Total involvement, discipline, purity and a very clear understanding of what they believed. They went out talking and showing God's Kingdom and risk everything on it. A true biblical church is one that's training Bible-believing men and women to plant new biblical churches, plant new acts of the kingdom of God, plant new projects, save people. That's primary to being a Christian. So I say again, true Christians are a prime people. There are people that want to be word saturated but have a global vision and a love for Jesus. It's very basic. It's not rocket science. If it was, I wouldn't understand it. But, but it's not rocket science. I'll remind you afresh. As Jesus descended into heaven, he said, You will be my witnesses to Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost ends of the earth. It's Jesus who said, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. It's the Lord Jesus who said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are so few. Pray for the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field. I could go on and on and on. Just a basic scrap through the New Testament gives us a picture That reaching the world is not optional. It's not just about a few people, but it's a discipleship issue for each and every Christian. No such thing as people that don't want to share Jesus as his followers. It's not in the Bible. We're all called to go to our neighbour. To our towns, to our cities, to all the nations and make disciples. It's the Lord Jesus who said, the workers are few. We are part of a world movement. We are people of the kingdom of God. To be Christ to the world and tell the world about Jesus and what he's done for them. To reach those that have been unreached for so many decades, so many millennia. We need to be kingdom-minded people and to be change-makers. Don't you want to be change-makers? We all pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On earth, as it is in heaven. That's what I'm signed up to. I don't know about you, but that's what I put my name on the dotted line to. It's here, it's now, we are part of that. We are a transforming body of people. That's our business. You want to know what transformed Christianity from a boring set of rules to life changing life, living to the full? Have you sat down and thought, oh, my life not living to a full? It's actually quite boring. It's vision that makes the difference. It's mission, it's outreach, it's doing his work in his name and transforming lives and culture and history. That's what I'm part of 100%, I'm signed up to. Then it's good news. Then it's good news, isn't it? It's not a place to be gloomy at. I choose to celebrate. I choose to celebrate. Today, more people are getting saved than ever before in the history of the world. 50,000 people added to the church every week in Africa. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? South America has seen one of the most miraculous revivals in world history. Today, their outreach, their sending of missionaries far outstrip the missionaries, being sent by the UK. In 1945, there were 90,000 Christians in in China. Today, the church has 77 million Christians and growing daily in China. The church is exploding in many parts of the world. I choose to celebrate the food programmes that Christians have set up across the planet saving millions of lives each year don't you? Who do you think it is across the third world who are the number one group building hospitals, putting in water pumps, irrigating great parts of parts land? Who is building the dams and the water wells? 25 years ago dirty water was a major killer, yet in the last 12 years the situation has got 140% better. Most wells are being dug and drilled by those following Jesus. Who is in the forefront of sending doctors and nurses to areas that have little care? It's not the Church Times saying this, friends, but the United Nations humanitarian reports. 25 years ago, 80% of the third world was illiterate. Today, that's down to 20%. Who built the schools? Who sent the teachers? The Church did. There's lots to be encouraged by. Who is building the homes for the homeless? setting up and running the refugee camps, putting sanitation into the shanty towns. It's the church of Jesus Christ. Take Christianity out of the homeless work and the centres in Brighton Open, you haven't got much. You just don't have much. Take out the schools and the youth work and the old people's group across this country and you're left with very, very little the UN Humanitarian Service reports again and again and again that it's down to the work of Christians. And that's what I'm signed up to. That's what I'm signed up to. Sadly, I meet too many gloomy Christians. Doom and gloom. What Boris done today? And that's something to be gloomy about, I know. <laughs> but I write regularly to our newspaper. All the positive, life-changing articles of what is happening with people we serve. I might get one article in out of 20. The editors always write back with a smiley face, and they write something like this. Good news does not sell papers, Paul. That's what they say. They put another rubbish article about Katie Price instead. (laughs) That's true. That's true we can so easily get stuck in the issues. I've been doing an overview of a book of the Revelations in a church in Home. We've been going through five different services upon it. And there was about 250 people in this church, and I asked them, how many of you have read the book of Revelations through? Now this is a good church. Do you know how many people put up their hand? Seven people put up their hand to say and they'd read the book of Revelations. But come coffee time, they're all absolutely incredibly up with global warming. Full of different theories about this and that and how the end is going to be for the world. But they've never read what God says about it. They take their information from people that have never read and studied the Bible. And they cannot spend two hours getting to know God's view of the end of the world. God told us how it ends, spelled it out in the book of Revelations. I read this, friends God wins, God reigns, and God comes to set his kingdom. Here on earth, even in this poor old land of UK where churches are sometimes small-pictured, sometimes dying off, let me tell you, God is doing amazing things. I get the privilege of seeing so many amazing works. Too many Christians are struggling, depressed, flat, wrong-focused, Nevertheless, here in the UK, through churches praying and studying God's words and giving through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit are endeavouring to overcome our failings and pressing on to the high calling of God and changing their communities. I see it every week. It's the decision. Press on to the upward way daily. I have a crazy vision for The Fenthal was did, and the church in Brighton Hove to see a great end to social and spiritual poverty. Do you know what I get most of people coming up? Paul, that won't ever happen until Jesus returns. So? So I'm still working towards it. If I went home just... Piling up what I've heard from some of our homeless people, some of them that died even this week, on how many runaways committed suicide, how many children this week in the school system has just fallen through and, and life busted out, how many young people needed be sectioned, how many terrible stories of the women at our Gateway Project or the people that have come out of our centres with decisions of, is it food or is it warmth I give to my children? I would go nuts. I would go absolutely nuts on a weekly, on a two-weekly maybe, uh, round of disaster. But the truth is, as I look over 25 years, the truth is we see miracles so often. Over twenty five years I've so seen so many people in the name of Jesus Christ clothed and fed and washed and housed and trained, given hope, shelter, healed. God is active. I chose not to be bored, not to be ill informed, not to spend my life on secondary issues. Jesus said, go. Friends, the doors are so wide open. I can go to the council, to the football team, to the homeless, to the top businesses and share Jesus. They invite me to share. They're not hostile. It's a fallacy. You know, what I've told again and again and again and again when we first started was this. Brighton Council is so anti-Christian We've been the mayor's charity for the last five years running. I've got politicians that are patrons, councillors that are patrons. Every mainline party have asked us to pray for the starting at the chamber chamber of meeting before they start their council meetings. I was told by miserable Christians the schools will never let you in. Are you joking? Are you joking? So many opportunities. In fact, I've got so many opportunities in the schools, we've had to go digital so my people can be in five schools at once. They tell me that they don't want to sing. They tell you, oh, you're not allowed to talk about Jesus. Well, that's not the evidence I see day by day. I see so many opportunities We get access and friendship from the police, social workers, policy makers. We are not excluded. If anything, we're being more listened to than ever. You see, they don't have the answers, but we do. Friends, we are building the kingdom of God. Instruments that make music in His hands. How does it end? The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of God and he shall reign forever and ever and ever. And that's why they call it the good news. The world is filled with despair. Our task is to bring hope. It's us who should be bringing hope. We are called to change this world i have done the sleep out this last year, well I've done 25 of them and it was such an honour, perhaps more than anything else, to get one of the most ugliest fellows <laughs> that I've ever seen, who'd been homeless for, for 30 years I believe, no teeth, the drugs had got to him. But his life had been changed round and he comes to our services every Friday. And now he lives somewhere and back at work, and he gives me a kiss on the cheek. It's worth all the waiting of gold in the world, my friends. What an honour to serve him. We give random acts of kindness daily. You might say that doesn't change the world, but it does. It's with simple acts of kindness the heavenly kingdom comes. That is simply how it works. The Lord asks that each one of us does what each one of us could do to bring that kingdom. Through kindness, through working for justice, working against the poverty and sharing about Jesus, changing the world into his world, a kingdom of justice, love and righteousness. We are the agents of the kingdom That's what we're called to be and do. Isn't that exciting? I'm excited. Man, I'm excited. Changing what is into what should be. We need to be available, wholly committed to it. A disciple, not merely a believer. Not plain, but radical followers. We exist in the world for the evangelisation of the world. We are agents of God for the transformation of the world. Isn't that wonderful? That is what I'm signed up to. I've not got time for anything else. I really don't have time for anything else. Do you? Do you really? Forty years ago, Wendy and I signed up to be missionaries to the places where God put us. 25 years ago we started off the fence to Brighton Hove and in Jesus' name, every day the hungry are being fed, the thirsty watered, naked clothed, broken put together, friendless have a community, the homeless house, sick are healed and thousands that have been walking in darkness have the light of Jesus and so much more. Are you part of that? Are you signed up to it? Let's be miracle workers in the places we call home and truly make it a better place to live. The promise was quite simple. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost ends of the earth. Amen.